This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. Welcome in, everybody, to the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Brandon Worth joining you here live on this Saturday morning. We got a particular situation here. High school football. We got to talk about it. A huge pair of upsets yesterday. Reed City takes down Hart in dominating fashion at home to secure a district title, while Big Rapids pulls off the upset of a century, defeating Whitehall on the road 28-27. We got a whole slew of analysts to break it down for you here from this past week's rundown. And many of you have been looking for another rundown episode here live on the air. And you're lucky enough, you're going to get one this week. So without further ado, with these wins, now what happens next? Well, our analysts broke it down, and they have all the bracketology here on the show, and we're going to give it to you. But before we do that, I want to thank those that support our show. Those include the West Michigan Sports Show's primary sponsor is the United States Air Force, and then our other sponsors that include Johnson's Automotive, Schuberg Insurance Agency, Quality Car and Truck Repair, Alter Carabic Rapids, Paris Auto Service and Repair, as well as Mona, the Macasa Osceola Transit Authority, and the Macasa Osceola Career Center. Thank you all for your support of the show. Without further ado, we'll send it to our bracketologists. On behalf of the Rundown, so you know now what comes next for Reed City and Big Rapids football right here on WBRN. Hey, it's the Rundown. We are in uh, now week two of the playoffs. JT Scarpelli, I handle the Big Country, uh, Big Rapids football games on Big Country. Um, I'm going to go... To my side, this side, and then we'll go down. So, uh, Mr. Nagy, introduce yourself and what you do. Hi, I'm Joe. Uh, I do play-by-play sometimes for Reed City. I'll be doing it this week. I also do the afternoon show on Big Country 100.9. And then other than that, I just kind of hang out and get a paycheck every once in a while. My boy. I'm Brandon Wirth. I'm the primary Reed City football broadcaster. Uh, I'll be on by this week, like many other fantasy football players in your team. Uh, but I will be certainly back next week and looking forward to a great week of football here, as we might hope. All right. So in uh, only a couple teams out of the area made it into the playoffs last week. Uh, I was down at Spring Lake, so I'll start with that. Uh, there were a couple teams too that we we didn't cover the broadcast that we'll we'll chit chat about a little bit but um for d4 that was big rapids going down to spring lake district one region one they won a thriller uh 27 to 20 in overtime not expected to win this game spring lake was definitely the favorite coming into it uh but big rapids made a statement in winning this game uh now there there's actually a very uh, anyone that didn't catch the game, there was a very controversial play in uh, in the late stages of the game. So uh, Spring Lake had just driven down the field. They ate up nine minutes on the clock. They tied the game, or they they went up, excuse me, they went up eight points. So all they had to do was kick a field goal, and it's a two-score game no matter what. Uh, after uh, two offside penalties on Big Rapids, uh, Coach Mallory of the Spring Lake Lakers decided to go for it despite his starting quarterback, Grimmer, telling him, do not go for it. Kick the field goal. He went for it. It was a sneak to his starting quarterback, Grimmer, who was keeping them in the game. 
Grimmer broke his leg in two places on the play and did not get into the end zone, uh, keeping it an eight-point lead. Big Rapids then responded with a 12-play, 74-yard drive that ate up almost seven minutes. They went for two. Coach Pedigo, the offensive coordinator for the Cardinals, went to the, the very back of his little green notebook. He was able to draw up a nice play to Garrett Foster to convert the two, uh, tied the game up, and the Spring Lake Lakers then were only left with a sophomore backup quarterback who was not able to get it done for them. So uh, they went into overtime. The Cardinals scored on their possession in overtime. Um, and then on the uh, the return for Spring Lake, you know, they've been kind of playing with fire with these options around the edges all night long in slippery conditions. And a ball went off the numbers of their running back onto the ground. The Cardinals fell on it. And that was all she wrote. So a controversial ending. If you are a fan of the Spring Lake Lakers, if you're a Big Rapids Cardinal fan, which I would assume everyone watching is, right, Brandon, then, uh, hey, you were elated. Uh, you were jumping up and down the way that Mr. Kostecki and I were jumping up and down when that happened in the game. So the uh, I would say that this was the biggest win in the Seltzer era since 2015. And, and keep in mind, Coach Seltzer actually won. He won his first playoff game in 2015 up in Escanaba. Uh, but Escanaba, was, they were a 500 team that year. So Spring Lake was the definite favorite in this game. Plays in a much tougher conference than Escanaba did back then and everything. So this is easily the the biggest win in uh, in in Cardinal football Seltzer era history, without a doubt. Uh, I want to be careful about that because you know we have we do have a lot of fans who either were around or were on the infamous quarterfinal uh, run team back in I believe two thousand three. So it's not the the biggest win in the history of the school, but uh, it's the biggest win during the Seltzer era. So. Uh, next day, they have to go to uh, Whitehall. They actually play at Holton against Whitehall on Friday. So, Joe, why don't you uh, catch us up on uh, what went down with the Tri-County Vikings. They had a Saturday game against a UP team. Yeah, we're out. We're not playing no more, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, yeah, lost. Kind of a big deal uh, with how they played. Uh Kings for almost put a 50-burger on them, 49-28. They won that game. That's just tough, though, because it kind of throws out – I mean, especially like the Saturday game, like you mentioned, it throws away – sorry, there's a deer outside the window that I'm uh, – yeah, it just ran away. Anyways, sorry, a little bit of con little bit of confusion there. But uh, especially with the Saturday game, it throws off a little bit of the focus. You're kind of ready for that Friday, and then all of a sudden now you got to try to kind of change it. I think they went up there Thursday to spend the day Friday getting ready for it and to kind of prepare. So it kind of throws off a little bit of how you're going to get ready for that game. They still played pretty solid. I mean, they struggled against the run. We saw that against Reed City kind of earlier on this season. And especially with UP ball, you see running a lot, especially gets colder up there. It's not the greatest weather either. So it's a tough look for this Tri-County team. They're still trying to get uh, another. I think they won. I think they won last year. Uh, the last time they won a first-round playoff game was back in 2020, I think, or 2021 against Grant, I think it was. Uh, so not the easiest or not the greatest competition there, but yeah, they kind of got uh, a tough look of it with Kingsford, but Kingsford is just a good team. They were pretty high in playoff points. It's tough that they had to go all the way up to um, up to the UP and kind of change 
of how they were going to get prepared for this game. But hey, that's just the way of the road. And if you don't get prepared for it, you're going to get uh, beaten. And that's what happened. 49-28, they couldn't get it done. Yeah, so, uh, Brandon, before we get to Reed City, we did have a couple other uh, CSA games in the area. Um, one of them will play into the Coyotes uh, this week. But uh, you did have Central Montcalm uh, went to Chessening to take on the Indians. Chessening was 8-1 and one going into that game, and they handled the Hornets 31-12. Uh, like Joe said, Tri-County 49-28, they lost to Kingsford. But then we have the Kent City Eagles uh, lost 44-22 at Hart, and that leads into you, Brandon, uh, with the Hart Pirates. Now coming to Reed City, but uh, what ha- How did re- how did the Coyotes now get to Week Two? They got to Week Two by being patient running the football, and that certainly was something that we had established over the last four or five games from an observant perspective. And I think, especially as the game wore on, you could just see that Montague's defense uh, just didn't have that stout front that they've had in years past. They did a great job tackling, uh, but it was just a lot of the times. The Coyotes really had great blocking schemes to the point where they'd get five, six, seven yards even before contacts, and that just really created an open playbook. They had a couple third down tests early on, uh, but really, this was an utter dominated game. Montague has ended up fortunate to get two scores. They ended up breaking two runs. One, I believe, was from 60 yards. One was from 70 yards. One from the quarterback, Dark. One from the other of running back, Adam Baird, but... Other than that, they really did not have a whole lot of offense that they were able to get through, even throwing the football a little bit. They showed a little spurts against some of those teams to throw it around. They didn't really throw it around a little bit. Obviously, as you guys mentioned that Friday night, uh, conditions were not pretty across the state. There was a lot of teams that had to resort potentially to running more heavy schemes uh, in the run game as opposed to some teams like to throw it around a little bit more, uh, which I, I give credit especially to uh, a lot of those Montague pass catchers because uh, they had a tough job, especially with the conditions. They were able to make a couple nice grabs in that game. But uh, for especially Reed City, uh, I mean, you look at Max Hammond and John Andres and what those guys are doing, and, and it's just remarkable. I mean, you looked at what John Andres put up, 22 carries, 230 yards. They have in my notes, Hammond, 26 carries, 153 yards, five touchdowns between the two of them. Uh, and especially as the game wore on, you could just tell that that, play of game that Reed City has, that taxing smash mouth way of football just really eats into opponents. And Montague was unfortunately the recipient of that. And I think it was really great to see, especially for Landon Jackson. He got a couple carries. He also got into the end zone himself uh, on a really well-designed fake on the inside. And he went outside around the tackles and beat the pylon. Uh, So him able to score, he had a couple really nice passes in that game, two completions as well. Uh, But especially the way that that game was back and forth, there was a couple fumbles in that game, especially from the conditions. And that'll be something we'll obviously be looking at this week as opposed not necessarily the rain, but potentially the snow could be a factor if this is staying cold weather-wise for the rest of the week. Um, but I think especially what you see from Hart on tape, uh, they like to run the ball a little. They're very similar to Montague in a sense. They do like to throw a couple interior H-backs slash fullbacks in there. They're going to try to do a lot of cross motions, uh, something kind of similar to what you would see maybe uh, strategically out of a wing tee, but a little bit
bit more condensed. Um, so they throw a lot of different things at you, uh, but they definitely have a really talented quarterback who likes to throw it a little bit as well. Uh, defensively, they're not as stout uh, necessarily as Montague, but offensively, a lot of playmaking abilities, especially from their quarterback. That's how they got away from Kent City in the second half, and that'll be something that I'm sure Reed City will be targeting defensively this upcoming week in prep. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more here on WBRN. For the uh, for the the Cardinals offensively last game they uh, they really struggled in the midpoint through the game they started out strong then they struggled midpoint through and then they finished strong uh, but they overall they were they were outgained three hundred seven to two hundred sixty eight yards Cardinals with only five point five uh, yards a play which is um, well below their average um I'm getting mixed up on my stats here but um they usually they average 370 almost 374 yards a game so well below that even so the the cardinals really struggled on on offense in this game and and coach Stabowski, coach pedigo and everyone really uh talking about cleaning things up right uh, if they just take care of business in the right ways make better reads um off the snap uh, everyone's on the same page, right? Things that, that really do need to be taken care of by the time you get to the postseason. Uh, there's still a lot to clean up for the Cardinals offensively coming into this game and where Spring Lake did offer up uh, some forgiveness in their turnovers. They fumbled the ball twice, including in the game. Um, and you have to assume a team like Whitehall will not be forgiving uh, in, in that regard. So I uh, my, my prediction for this game is that uh, it's going to be the Cardinals are going to duke it out. There's a lot of heart on this Cardinal team. They're doing the right things. So they're going to duke it out. It's going to be vastly different than last year's Whitehall Big Rapids game that ended in a uh, resounding Viking victory, 42 to 12 at Whitehall High School. Um, It's going to be a little different this year. Uh, Cardinals are a little more dynamic than they were last year. They have a better line, both offensively and defensively. And their, their defense is significantly better. There's a little bit of, uh, there's some injury concerns with the center for Whitehall. But I was told that Stratton, their quarterback, is uh, is a kid who is incredibly difficult to contain. He will scramble, he will extend plays, and he can throw the ball downfield with uh, alarming accuracy for a high school quarterback. Um, but he is going to be joined by, there's a, a couple, couple kids on this team to uh, wide receivers to look at, but um, I believe Camden Thompson is the one that will probably get the most attention. Camden Thompson uh, has received two offers in the last couple weeks, one from Western Michigan, one from Central Michigan. So while they are Mac schools, um, uh, while they are Mac schools, they uh, those are two schools that actually pump out some rather dangerous wide receivers uh, at the next level beyond even college. So that's something to, to definitely consider, as well as the fact that Thompson, uh, he's only a junior right now, and he's listed at 6'5", 190. So the Vikings are they're going to come after you. They're going to hit you hard. They're strong. They're big, but. They got some playmakers, including Thompson and Stratton, uh, who will make things very difficult for the Cardinal defense. So Coach Fricky's got his work cut out for him as the DC for the Cardinals. But my prediction, it's going to be a close game. It's going to come down to it. It's going to be a very similar game to the Spring Lake uh, matchup. 
Cardinals are going to stick in the game. The defense will keep them in the game, and it'll just come down to the offense clicking when they need to and being able to move the ball on a very stout Whitehall Viking offense. Uh, Brandon, what are your predictions for the Reed City game? Yeah, I think with this game, and this is tough for me because uh, I have family that, of course, has ties with Hart, and I actually heard that some of them actually chose to go watch the Hart game over the Reed City game. So this is going to be a very interesting week, uh, maybe some divided living rooms perhaps, uh, or even in the stands on Friday. Uh, but uh, I think this is going to be a really interesting week um, because I think you have a little bit of a, a difference in script when it comes to these two teams. Hart is much better offensively than they are defensively, a little bit different than what we kind of saw from Montague. Uh, so I think this will be a, a very offensive like shootout and you'll see a little bit of that when I get rid of uh, or I should say when I post my preview here coming up here today. Um, so I think that this will be one a really offensive heavy game. Uh, two, just based on the conditions, I think we're not going to see Hart throw as much. Uh, Reed City, I don't necessarily think that's going to bother them as much for how light of a load that they have on the passing game overall. I think they'll still keep you honest, of course, a couple times. And uh, Coach uh, Coach Sims and Coach Shanko certainly know uh, how to keep teams on their toes when it comes to those two passes, three passes a game to catch you off guard uh, for big games. But uh, I think when it comes down to it, I also have to uh, give a little bit of a, of a discourse to, to Coach Shankle because now he's made my job a little bit harder. Uh, they're kicking extra points, and Justin Slaney's doing a great job of that. So now it makes my scoring uh, predictions a little bit more difficult because now i got to take into the factor if it's going to be two-pointers or if it's going to be extra points. Um, I'll kind of split the difference and say it's a little bit of a combination of each. I think Reed State will still get out. Uh, I think they keep the 40-point train going, as Joe mentioned. I think this offense is just really churning on all cylinders, uh, and I think it starts especially with that offensive line, a fantastic job they've done. Not necessarily even the Tier 1 guys, the rotating guys off the bench, too, uh, have done a fantastic job behind there as well. Spalo, as well as Ethan Powell, uh, Jacob Taylor, those guys have done a great job uh, up front, especially with those other guards as well. Uh, I think Reed City wins this game. I think it's going to be uh, a 42 uh, to 22 game. I think this game will end in a 20 point difference. I think Hart will make a couple plays and get themselves on the board. Uh, but I think home field advantage, Reed City, uh, they're able to keep the momentum rolling and they'll face off against either Chesney or Bullet Creek next week. So you're predicting that the, the score will be almost the flip flop of the Hart Kent City game. Uh, yes, basically, yep. Well, Two taste points of the real medicine, huh? Yes. I don't think it's going to be the same game script, though. I think Reed City could be up by 20 at halftime, but I think it's going to stay that way in the second half. I think we'll see a little bit of that heart second half prominence, but I think Reed City, if they start out early and they start out on top like they've been hoping to over the last couple of weeks and they finally break out, I think that's going to be a game where they're going to put themselves in a really comfortable spot going into the second half and they're going to be able to hold it the rest of the way. All right, and you're talking about weather, so weather a factor for Reed City because we are right on that snow line, and uh, if you're sitting where I am in uh, right outside the city of Big Rapids, it could be sunny, clear, like it looks like right now, uh, and then up in Reed City, it could be you can't even see your hand in front of your face. It's snowing so hard. So weather looking interesting there. I will say for the Holton area, Friday night at 7 o'clock, it is supposed to be clear. However... Uh, when we started this video a couple minutes ago, it was predicted to be 50 to 52 degrees. It's now down to uh, 48 degrees. So apparently it's just going to get colder and colder by game time. But it's supposed to be clear, turf field. So the uh, the weather won't be uh, as much of a factor, at least as far as game ground conditions. 
Now, the rumor is the reason that Whitehall is saying their field is untenable is because it is a mud bowl right now. And they had quite a bit of trouble getting a foothold last week with their ground game. A lot of guys slipping. Uh, they had a fourth down punt that they went for, a trick play, but their guys slipped in the mud and they didn't get it, right? So uh, something else uh, that uh, Mr. Coach Dabowski cued me in for is uh, Vikings will give up that mid-yardage pass game. They're a bend-don't-break defense. Um, so... Um, uh, Allendale, when they were, they drove and I, I believe they were in the red zone five times last week, uh, and only scored one time. So they're a bend, don't break defense. So there's that turf could really play in Big Rapids or maybe Whitehall's favor. Uh, if they got that six, five kid, that might not be good for him, but, uh, we'll see. So I don't think the weather's going to be too much of a factor, but, uh, Joe, you're, you're kind of a nomad at this point. Um, with the the Tri County Vikings yeah, out of it, so uh, so if you had to just like hang your hat on someone, who would you who are you who are you gonna pick for this week? Who's what's your prediction? It's okay um, if you pick the, the Coyotes too, since you're calling that game. That is true. I'm actually gonna pick neither. I'm gonna take a little trip to Division Five. Muskegon Oakridge and Grand Rapids West Catholic are playing West Catholic number one. They put up a 70 burger against Comstock Park. Muskegon Oakridge upset Belding 13-7. Keep my Belding put up 60 on Tri-County just a week before in the final week of the regular season. Muskegon Oakridge is going to get the upset against West Catholic and spoil an undefeated season for West Catholic. Wow. Put that on paper right now because it's going to wow. happen. Landon Grove is furious right now down at West Catholic, <laughs> former Bulldog. Um, all righty. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it for us on, on our uh, rundown for this week. JT Scarpelli, I will have the uh, Cardinal-Whitehall game on Big Country at 645 Friday night. Me and Jason Kostecki and uh, Senor Nagy, you will have the Reed City Coyotes filling in for Brandon on yes, – on Y102 Friday night as they take on the Heart Pirates. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Well, there's the rundown. Thanks to JT and Joe for their analysis here on the show. And hopefully you guys are more informed about what's coming up here for the regional finals, where Big Rapids will face off against South Christian and Reed City will face Midland Bullet Creek. It's going to be a good pair of football games. Thank you all for tuning in to this part of the show. Be sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. As well as check all the episodes out on WBRN.com, where you can find full sports previews, reviews, and more in our publication on the website. But thanks to all of our supporters for making this show possible. Those include the Macassasola Career Center, Moda Macassasola Transit Authority, Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids, Alter Care Big Rapids, Quality Car and Truck Repair, the Schuberg Insurance Agency, and Johnson's Automotive. And that's going to do it here for the West Michigan Sports Show. We'll see you right back here next week, same place, same time, right here on News Radio WBRN. WBRN.